Yeah, yeah. I, I, as David was saying earlier, I really feel God is leading us more and more uh, just to, for the last few weeks, just focusing on our hearts and, and the condition of them and, and all of that. And um, remember my, my, my last sermon, I talked a lot about the heart and, and what it is and, you know, and... Um, and I spent very little time at the end saying what, what we could do about it. So, so today, I, I just really want to be as practical as I can be today. There's, there's a bit of explanation at the beginning, but I'm going to try and just give everyone some practical, a lot of practical stuff. And, and I hope, I, my, my prayer is it's encouraging and that it's, uh, that it's um, challenging as well, uh, I think, uh, hopefully. That's, that's my prayer anyway. So anyway, let's, let's pray before we, we dive in anyway. So, Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for your grace, and I just thank you for your salvation, and we just, you know, uh, your word says that uh, that every part of your word is is breathed out by God, and is profitable uh, to us um, for for teaching, uh, for uh, for correction, for training, for, uh, for... yeah, all of that. I just, uh, I, I just, and just for equipping us. And so, I just pray, Lord, that you equip us today. I pray, Lord, that you you encourage us, uh, that you challenge others. And, and I just pray, yeah, just just help us to connect deeper and deeper uh, into you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Bless you, God. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a bit more on that. Uh, just. It's interesting because I, I got a tweet the other day when I decided to actually look at them, and, um, and it was by J.C. Ryle, and uh, he's a uh, uh, preacher at Liverpool, wasn't it? Yeah. First, first bishop of Liverpool. That was it, first bishop of Liverpool. And uh, he, 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 obviously he's, he's not alive, it's someone else, but um, <laughs> I just quotes of him. But like, um, yeah, he, it was just, uh, it's interesting because he said um, one, of, one of the heresies in, um, in our modern day is leaving obedience till later, and, uh, which, is, which I thought was really striking, actually, because I think a lot, of, a lot of us, or some of us, or whatever, you know, find it quite easy to say, I will be obedient, but I'll, I'll leave it off till you know, later or tomorrow or something. You know, I, I, I'll get there, God. You know, but uh, it's, it's a heresy. It's a damaging one in, in some respects. And... Um, but yeah, um, so my core text today, anyway, so it's all about seeing Jesus clearer, okay? And my core text is uh, from Mark 14. So if you want to turn now, I'm going to put it up on the screen. It's, it's Mark 14, uh, verses uh, 32 to 42. You're more than welcome to turn there. Let's get into it. And they went to a place called Gethsemane. This is, this is Jesus, by the way, uh, with his disciples. They've just had their last supper uh, uh, and, and all of that, and they've, they've just gone into this garden called Gethsemane. Okay? So they went to a place called Gethsemane, uh, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going up a little further, he he fell on the ground and he prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Um, And and, and he came... So, and he came back and he, and, he found, and he found his disciples sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch just one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy. And they did not know what to answer him. And he came to the third time and said to them, You're still sleeping, no, sorry, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough, the hour has come, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise, let's be going, see, my betrayer is at hand. There is a lot in this I don't even have the time to preach about today, okay, so I'm not, okay, so I'm I'm just going to pick up one thing, okay, I want to focus on the disciples here, okay, I want to focus on the disciples, right? So, in order to do so, let's look at Jesus. Okay, so Jesus is greatly distressed, which is which he said. Okay, he knows what's coming. Okay, he knows Judas, one of his disciples, is about to betray him to the Pharisees, who will hand him over to the Roman government, who will have him tortured and executed. Okay, uh, he knows that physical pain's coming and tremendous suffering. You know, he knows he's about to endure all that. He knows he's, you know, uh, he knows as one of the members of the eternal Godhead, he is going to die. I don't know if you realise this, but God doesn't usually die. It just doesn't happen. Okay, okay. This is safe to say this is a new experience. Okay, okay. He knows even more that while on the cross, his Father is going to pour out every last drop of his terrifying wrath upon him during three hours of darkness. Okay, he is going to experience hell on the cross. You know the, the, the expression hell on earth? He did that. All right? He's going to experience hell on the cross for us, taking the judgment that we deserve. Okay? He has every right to be distressed and troubled at this moment. And we even get to hear him begging his father to do it some other way. Okay? But he came to earth to do this. And yet, like, though he had fears and anxieties and asking for another way, he, he knows there's no other. And he willingly submits to his father, regardless of how he feels. Okay? Um, for the joy of setting us free from the fate of his wrath for the rest of eternity. What a great and incredible champion we have in Jesus. Amen. Yes? Amen. Okay? So, I've established that Jesus isn't exactly feeling great right now. Okay? He's distressed, and he's open about it. He actually tells his disciples, if you scan back, right? I'm, I'm, dis- you know, I'm distressed. Right? Uh, so he's, uh, he's scared, he's worked up. So, so what did the disciples do during this time of their master's suffering? They sleep. Take a, they take a kit. No wonder Jesus is kind of annoyed with them. I could imagine being annoyed with them. You know, if, if you're going through a distressing time, right, and you have someone over to, to help you and they just sleep, you know, that's going to that's gonna be a tad annoying, right? Um, I'd find that annoying. So, uh, so, so and, and when Jesus confronts them about it, right, he says, come on, watch with me, you know, watch, you know, they don't, don't fall into temptation here, you know, I'm struggling. You know, uh, it, it says they did not know what to answer him, all right? I can just kind of imagine them just all groggy-eyed, you know, it says they're heavy-eyed anyway, and they're like, what? You know, right? And, and uh, you know, they're too tired to be affected by the pain and suffering of their saviour at this point. Okay? Now, it's interesting, because I, I feel this is how we can be now. Okay? We, we, we know the sufferings of our Lord, okay? We've accepted them, okay? Uh, you know, we know he suffered and died for us, but but sometimes we just feel groggy and sleepy to it. Sometimes we just don't feel affected by it at all. I, I, I know, you know there are times I think about Jesus on the cross and I'm absolutely blown away. There are other times I'm just like, eh. you know, it's kind of knowledge in my head, you know, rather than something that stirs, stirs me. Right? So, and, and, and most likely, when, when we first came to know God, we were blown away and, and brought to tears. When it, when it first hit home, right? You know, uh, when we first gave our lives to him, you, uh, you know, but... 
now, now sometimes it, it, can, it can feel distant. You know, the, the Christian walk isn't this uplifted, yeah, all the time sort of thing. Sometimes we get, we get down and sometimes we just kind of forget or we get hazy, you know. And, 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 and when we're in this state, we, we, we kind of wonder, well, why is this? Or what's going on with me? And we see other people kind of like uh, who get up and seem all excited about it. And you kind of wonder, why aren't I? You know? And so the question I want to ask this morning, it's the main question, okay? What do we do when we don't feel anything towards God? Okay? So, so what do we do when we're, when we're cold and when we're despondent and when we're heartless? Okay? How do we get to a better place where we actually love God? You know, strongly, you know, passionately. How, how do we get back to that? All right. And for those who are okay this morning in, in, in all of that, which is, which is brilliant, bless you, you know, continue on, what do we do to maintain it and prevent slipping back into despondency? Okay. What do we do? There's a word I want to look at with you, sanctification. It should, should have come up on the screen, but I actually forgot to include it in my, uh, in my thing. So it's not going to come up on the screen, but just keep in mind, sanctification. Okay, that's the word. All right. So... I want to talk to you about that word for a couple of minutes, okay? When you first encounter Jesus, yeah? People encounter Jesus, yeah? Yeah, good. Okay, when you first encountered him, you uh, most likely repented of your sins and believed that he died and rose for you and forgave your sins because of that, right? Yep, good. Okay, that's called justification. Okay, that's the, that's the, the word we use. Okay? okay, so you came to Christ as you were, whatever that was. You know, whatever you were struggling with, whether you were a uh, drunk, druggy, or a liar, or a thief, or just a normal, I don't really care about God, whatever you were. Okay, uh, you came as you were, and He accepted you. Okay? Okay, you, you, you know, uh, you may have heard, you may have been in church, you know, and, and heard all of this hundreds of times and never responded, but, uh, but at that last point, you responded. Okay? All right? Yeah. You, you just did. You don't know why it was the hundredth time you just did, but either way, this is called justification, okay? And uh, if this is you, okay, if this is you, you are free from sin and you have become a new creation. Okay? It's just done deal. That's what it means to be justified. God literally just says, this guy is clean, my son has died for him, he accepts that, he's fine. Done. Right? Yeah. You will pass into eternal life with him, completely secure. The Bible says he won't lose any of his people and he will raise them on the last day. Okay? That is your state. It's justification. It's just a decree of God. It's completely God's work. Okay? But however, this first act of repentance and faith is a pattern for the rest of your Christian life. Okay? Though we came to know God as we were, we do not remain that way. It's not what we do. We don't go about doing what we did before with this little check in the back of, you know, this thing in the back of our pocket saying, yes, I'm, I've got a ticket to heaven, I'm good now. No, no, no. Okay, it doesn't work that way. Okay? If, if you really are justified, you will start to change. Okay? I'm sure, though, that when you realize when you came to Christ, you didn't instantly become an amazing person who couldn't sin. You were like, yes! Right? I, I, don't, I don't know if that's anyone's experience where, you, where, you, where no one has sinned since you gave your life to God. Right? Uh, I, yeah, right? Okay? They're amazing testimonies. You know, there are some really cool things, like, you know, I, I've heard of, uh, 
you know, druggies who, who've given their life to God and God just instantly takes them off it. You know, and, and it's an incredible story. I've, I've had drunks doing it and instantly being sober or whatever. I've, I've heard these incredible stories and, and more incredible and all of this stuff, right? And you get those, and God, because and our God is a good God, right? He's an incredible God. But that, that, that's not always the pattern, and even those people still have struggles. They are not completely changed, okay? We praise God for those moments, but, but we still go away imperfect. I'm sure you sinned pretty much a few hours after you gave your life to God or maybe even the next day, you know. We go away imperfect, okay? A lot of us aren't immediately free of things, okay? Freedom comes over time, okay? Our lives should be showing, if we are justified before God, a pattern of change, okay? We need to continue to grow and develop, becoming more free from sin and more like Christ, okay? And we call this process... Sanctification. Okay? Now, you will never be free of this process as long as you live. The only way out of it is you have to kick the bucket. That's it. Okay? <laughs> Sorry to say, that is just the way it is. Okay? You will be fully glorified. That's another word we use, glorification. That means you're completely free of sin and everything. You only get to there when you're dead. Okay? You won't get there any sooner, I promise you. While you are still on this earth, you will be, continue to be sanctified. Okay? Not, it's not going to end. Okay? Yeah. We will be fully perfected when we are resurrected on that last day, which we are all looking forward to, I hope. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. Okay? But until then, we're being sanctified. Now, sanctification is primarily the work of God. Okay? You need to say that. It's the work of God. He will continue to shape and mould you into the image of his son. It says uh, in Philippians, he who uh, began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Okay? It also says he is the author and perfecter of our faith. And we are his workmanship. Okay? So, um, yes, I do. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. So he does it, right? And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it. Okay? He will do this. Bless God. Because we can't do it ourselves, I promise you. Right? However, we have frequent commands throughout the whole of the Bible, especially in the New Testament as well. Okay? It's not just the Old Testament. There are commands in the New. Okay? Telling us to stay alert, to fight for faith, fight for joy, to resist the devil, to change our minds, to kill sin, and to, and to add to ourselves godly qualities as well. Right? Even, and it even says in James, we have to purify our own hearts. Okay? Now, this is where it can get confusing. Okay? Because the question comes up, well then, is it God who sanctifies, or is it us? Okay? And we can fall, easily fall into one of two traps here. Okay, that we need to stay away from because they are dangerous. Okay? The first trap is you believe it's only God who does it. Okay? And so do nothing yes. passively waiting for God to do his job, for him to sort you out and change the way you are. And that, it just doesn't work that way. Okay? If you do that, you, well, let me skip to the next one. Okay? So the next one, okay? the, other, the other side of it is you can fall into the trap of believing it's only you who does it. Okay, and you rely on yourself, and you try to do everything right, but failing. And, and so because you fail, you fall into feeling condemned 
right, and thinking, oh, God hates me, or oh, he's angry with me, and I, I just can't do it, you know, because, because you're not good enough, and you know you're not good enough, and the truth is, you're not good enough, okay, right, both of those traps are deadly, whatever one you fall into, okay, and they will both make you an ineffective Christian, promise, okay, and they will both distance you from God as well, so the point where you get the questions, am I saved, am I really, I, I, don't, I don't know, or do I have a relationship with him? They, they, they can, they, these two things can knock you out. Okay? But the truth is, bring you back to the question, is it, is it God who sanctifies us or is it us? The truth is, it's both. Okay? Philippians says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay? So you work it out. You do the work. Okay? With fear and trembling. For... Because it is God who works in you, both to will, that's to desire, and to work for his good pleasure. So he gives you the desire and the ability. We do it because he enables it. Okay? We put in the effort, and God gives us the power and the will to do so. It's a collaboration. Okay? Your justification wasn't, that was all God. Sanctification is. Okay? You need to put in effort for this. Okay? And the effort we put in is, is due to the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Before we were saved, we were unable to put in the effort. You were, just, you were not able to do it. You didn't love God. You can't, you, you can't get to know him. It's just impossible. But now you're justified. You are now able. You are free to follow God. It's the freedom Christ has set you free. You are now free to serve God because you weren't free to serve him before, okay? And so because you're free, you should do so. Right? Don't use your freedom to go back into the things you're now free from. Right? We should do so. In our Christian walk, though, we're not always going to feel like loving and serving God. I hope some of you have realized that. Okay? Cause I, I feel like that right? sometimes. Okay? It's, it's, but it's in these times we need to stand our ground and push through to the joy on the other side. Because okay? here's the thing. If something is important to us, something is important to us, we will seek to maintain it. That's just the trick. I know. I watched a. I randomly found a YouTube video the other day. I was, I was, I was looking at something. And you know those silly YouTube things that come up on a site that tell you kind of like, oh, advertising for this. And and it was, and it was about looking after coins. So I thought oh, this sounds weird. So I'm going to click on it and have a look. Right. And and, and it, it was it was just about like uh, literally that. It's about coin collecting and all of that. Right. But it, it was just amazing how much time and effort and everything they put in the, these coins that they're collecting. Okay. And I think all of us have something like that, a hobby that we, we really put an energy into, right? Because, because it's important to us, right? But, and, and, so, and I guess that the thing that hit me is, you know, can, how, how can some of us Christians kind of do these things like, um, oh, we really seek like, to look after coins or, or whatever it is you do, I don't know, cars, whatever, right? Um, and we put in loads of effort towards that or get better at this and all of that. And yet, when it comes to God, we just kind of flake out. And we just kind of, ah, it work out. No, no, no. We should seek to maintain something that's important to us. right? Well, we do it naturally. Okay? So if God is the most important person in our lives, we should really seek to maintain that relationship in our hearts. Okay? Which are quick to desert. There's a song that David brought up last week. It's my, my heart is prone to wander, to fall away. Bind it to you, Lord. You know that's not the exact lyrics. I can't remember what they are, but it, it was good. So that's all the the whys and whatever. I'm I'm going to get on to some practical stuff now. 
right? And I, I hope it helps you because this stuff really helped me when, when I was going through it, okay? I really hope this stuff helps you, okay? So, so this is all, what do I do to get closer to God? How, how do I... Um, now I, I, you know, I feel I feel rubbish. I don't feel like connecting to God. I I I, I, I don't love Him. I'd rather do this. Oh, I, I just, but I want to. I want to get back. But I, just, I don't want to. And I'm so confused. And, and what the heck is going on with me? Okay. So so what do we do to get back into a close state with God? Okay. So what I'm about to share with you. Okay. Some of the things you're probably going to say. I've tried that, and it didn't really work. Okay. I, I'll probably hit on something that, that you're, you, you, that, that'll, that'll come up for you, okay? But I want to challenge you about that thought now before it comes, okay? Um, I want to challenge your experience with, with this verse, okay? It says, Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up, okay? Yeah. I found the tenth time I've done something, it's still not breaking through. But I found sometimes when I get to the 11th or the 12th, it finally starts to settle. Okay? Do not grow weary. Okay? We're, we're, we're prone to fall back when we feel tired. Let's, let's, let's push like the disciples, right? Let's push on, let's stay awake. Okay? Let's keep going. Because here's the thing these, these practical methods do work. So I have experienced them, and I've seen others experience them. But like I've said, it, it, it doesn't happen first go. We've just, just, we just got to push through. Okay? We resist the lies of the enemy that tell us otherwise, right? Because you will reap. You will. Okay. Right. Practical stuff. Here we go. First thing you need to know. It's all God. Okay? You can't do anything else without having that. Okay? It's all God. Okay? Uh, Isaiah says, uh, we are the clay and you are the potter. Uh, we are all the work of your hand. Okay. First thing first, you can't do anything without him. Uh, it's like, so like the psalmist screamed out, cry out, this is practical, okay? You say the same thing, help me. You go to God first and you say, help me. Okay? No decreeing, no declaring, no demanding. You are God's child and servant, he's not yours. Okay? Okay? You just, 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 you just go to him and you just ask him, you can beg him, it's, but he is good and he will answer you. Okay? He will answer you and he will aid you. I uh, like this. I'll, I'll just point to this as an example from David. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant uh, mercy. Blot out my transgressions, all, this, all this, this, I don't want to be with you right now, or whatever this is I'm struggling with. You know, Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. Okay? Restore to me the joy of your salvation you know, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Yeah? So we can come to God. Okay? And, as, and as I read in the Philippians verse earlier, you can turn that into, into prayer. I will work, Lord. Please give me the desire and the ability to do so. Yeah? You, can, you, can turn, you can turn scripture into prayer. It's very helpful. Yeah? It's very helpful. Bless you. And actually, that leads me to my next point, funnily enough. Um, one thing we can do. First thing we can do. Reading scripture. Reading God's word. Okay? If you want to rekindle a passion for God or maintain one, this is key. Okay? This, is, this is not optional. This is key. Okay? Look at this from Psalms. The law of the Lord okay, is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. 
Okay? If, you read, if you read God's word, this is what you get. You get a revived soul. You become wise. You, 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 you start to rejoice in your heart. You know, and, 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 and your eyes get enlightened, right? It's, it's, it's good things come from this, okay? okay? And this is the main way God speaks to us. The main way, okay? Do you have desire to hear God's voice? Yes? No? Yeah, it's good, okay? Well, then, read, then we read, okay? We do it by reading, okay? An audible voice from God is rare. It does happen, but it is rare. And those who do hear it still need his written word. Okay, so you can't do without it, whether you hear from him audibly or not. You will always hear from him through his word. Okay, it completes us, it equips us, it sanctifies us. I don't have the time to get all the verses, so I've just kind of shortened them. Um, it, it helps us grow into salvation. It is living and active, and will show us our faults, and it will correct us and train us and teach us. God's word is good for us. It is like good food. Okay. So, practically, do we just read some of it every day? Yes and no. No, why, why would you say no? Well, um, you know what? You can have people who, who know the Bible inside out and who read it every day and can quote every bit of it, every last verse, and they're still not doing well or they're still not saved. You know you can have people like that? On my fridge, I have a post-it note, and, and it says this. Very rare. I quote my post-it notes. Okay. Do not read scripture or study God's words, uh, word without seriously asking for his intervention, help, and enlightenment first. Okay? See, we can read God's word and we can miss what it says. Okay? You can read a verse or a chapter or a book and realize you didn't gain anything or you immediately forgot what it says. Or you find yourself reading over it like several times and you're just like, wait, I haven't even got this in my head yet. All right? So God speaks to us through his word and he reveals it to us. Okay? It's a spiritual encounter where he interacts with us. And so we should ask for his help before we read it. Okay? Now, the most helpful thing I've, I've found is something I actually learned from a preacher called John Piper, right? And, and, and he, he has this thing called uh, IOUs, okay? Which is his way of remembering what to pray. So, because obviously, well, okay, we'll pray before scripture, what should we pray, okay? So, so I, I, think, I think these are brilliant stuff, okay? So, um, so IOUs. Get that in your head. IOUs, okay? And they refer to four scriptures, okay? I, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain, okay? So it's kind of like, you don't, when I pray and when I I pray scripture, I, I find it's helpful not always just to pray what's in front of me, but to kind of expand upon it because... Sometimes it, 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 either, it either gets old or it, or it doesn't mean anything after a while because you're just kind of quoting scripture. So I like to think. So, so incline my heart to your testimony. It's not to selfish gain. So it's like, God, my heart is kind of leaning elsewhere. I don't really want to read your word right now or I don't want anything to do with you whatsoever right now. You know what? Change it, please. Make it lean towards you. Make it incline to you. Help me desire you. Help me desire your word this morning or this evening or whenever you're reading. Okay. So I incline my heart. O, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Again, expand on it. I keep missing you in reading, God. You know, help me not just to just to, to read, but to see you. Help speak to me. Help me help me listen here while I'm reading. Don't don't let me miss it. You know, don't let me miss it. Let me let me see you in this, Jesus. Whatever whatever you're reading. You. Unite my heart to fear your name. 
Okay, uh, God, I keep getting distracted. Even now I'm thinking of today and uh, the kids and the dinner and this and that. You know what, help me focus on you here. Unite my heart right now. You know, unite my heart. Let me just, help me focus. S, satisfy me with your steadfast love. Okay. God, let me, let me experience your love through Christ's death and resurrection for me again today. Let it fill me. Let it satisfy me. Let me see it in your word here. Let, let your love satisfy me. You're like, I may not need anything else. Yeah. I, find, I find this really helpful. You know, these are in my notes, by the way. So if, if, you, if you're like, oh, I don't want to forget that, you can grab my notes. They're out there. Okay. But, but, but I find that really helpful. I, I, I pray that often. I don't always pray those exact words. I, but, you know, it's, it's helpful to, to know what I'm praying about and why I'm there, okay? So, so, so always pray before you read is, is, is one of my first tips and helps there, okay? And another thing I find is, is people can't find the time, right? And I know sometimes I feel like I can't find the time. And, and, um, and uh, I'll get on to that bit, but, uh, but, but when you do find the time, uh, you don't know how or, or what to read, Okay? And this is where planning comes in handy, okay, for, for all of it, okay? So for the time thing, well, we, we make time for the things that are important to us, I find, okay? And the, the Bible is our spiritual food, okay? We need it, okay? We need to eat it. So, uh, you know, if you don't have time, make it, okay? Uh, do you, so just get creative with it, you know? Do, do you have moments where you take a break in the day at work? I, I started reading in my lunch break at my last job. You know, uh, I had an hour lunch break. I, I, I decided eventually, rather than place uh, pool or snooker through it, uh, you know, you had that there. I, I decided, no, actually, I'm, I'm going to sit and I'm just, I'm just going to read because I, I really need God. And, you know, it helped. It helped a lot. It's really helpful. I, okay, if you don't have that, uh, can you go to bed later or set your alarm earlier? You know, it's, it's just kind of thinking, how, how, can I, how can I do this? You know, this is important. How, how can I make time here? And, you know, it may seem daunting to do something like getting up earlier or going to bed later, you know, but, but asking for God to help you, you know, he'll, he'll aid you in that, you know, if, if, you know, if this is important to you. Other thing is, is Bible plans. I find these really helpful, okay? Uh, there are tons of them, right? You just, you just go, on, go, on, uh, go on Google and, and type in Bible plans and you'll, you'll find a wealth of information. Or you can get apps, I've, I've put a couple here that... I, I, I use like um, version or Olive Tree, okay? Um, I think there's Logos as well, okay? You, you know, you, you're, you're, there's hundreds of them, you know? Just pick one. <laughs> just pick one and, 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 and find one you're comfortable with. And, and, you know, you'll never have to wonder what to read next ever again. You'll never be like, oh, I'm here, but what, what do I read? You know, you, you, you'll have your plan and you'll be like, yes, okay, you know? Um, they're, they're helpful. The, the warning I will give you, though is they can be annoying in a respect, especially if you fall behind, right? I, I can't tell you how many times I've fallen behind my Bible plan and thought, ah, I've got to catch up, right? Okay, but keep in mind, this is your fault, not the plan's fault, okay? So I, I take responsibility for not getting on with that, you know? But here's the thing. The aim is not to read the Bible in a year as much as it is just to know what you're reading that day, Okay? You know, these yearly plans are great and helpful, and if you do it, brilliant, well done, you know, but it's not the point that I've got to get my Bible done in a year, you know, it's just knowing what you're doing, you know, and so if you fall behind, don't beat yourself up. In fact, if you fall behind on a plan, you can do one of the following. You can catch up, 
<laughs> asking for God's help to do so. Uh, you can continue reading from your current point in the plan. In other words, you, you don't catch up. You just treat your full behind date as the real date. Okay? You can do that. You're allowed to do that. Okay? Or three, you can skip ahead to the current day. This isn't everyone's choice, but you can do that if you want. Okay? And um, he's, David's got loads of options as well that he's discussed with me about falling behind. Oh, and you can change your plan if it feels too demanding as well. Okay? I've done that recently. I recently fell behind on my plan and I thought, I've had enough of this. I've just gotten another plan and, and it's, it's back a date from before. And I was like, yes. Okay, so you can do that. It's, it's not bad. Okay? There's, there's no laws or limits or whatever or restrictions here. This is just about getting to read God's word. Okay? And, and the last thing is having a place where you can read. So you know, if you're downstairs and the family decides to join you while you're reading and the kids are running around and screaming and your spouse shouting and then say, yeah, you know, and all of that's going on and the dog's attacking the cat and whatever's happening, okay? <laughs> you're probably not going to be concentrating on God's word. Okay? More, most likely you're not, unless you're really good at concentrating, okay? A way around, yeah, exactly, right? So find a place. Find a place. If you know the living room's going to be occupied by everyone that morning, find somewhere else. It, it, it really helps, because you, what you don't want to do is get defeated by going somewhere and feeling, well, I can't concentrate, I'm not reading today. You don't want that, because, you know, uh, I won't quote you perfectly, but... Um, David was saying, uh, you know, Satan's a really good liar, right? He's a really good liar, he, and, and, he, and he's a really good deceiver. He'll just, hey, yeah, the kids are going, oh, you can't concentrate, don't bother. Oh, okay, I won't. Thanks for the tip, Satan. You know, it's just, well, why would you, you know, it's, just, just find a place. It, it really helps. It, it, it still sounds kind of meaningless, and, all right, all right, but it's actually important. It does actually help all of this stuff. It's helped me, Okay. I hope it helps you. Okay, that's enough. That's, that's, that's enough of the Bible. Let's go to another topic. Okay, prayer. Okay, Romans says be constant in prayer. Okay, and there are tons of other scriptures about prayer. Okay, a relationship needs communication. Okay, we just discussed that by reading God's word, uh, you'll hear God. Okay, that's how He speaks to you majority of the time. He speaks to you other ways, but that's the majority of the time. Okay. But here's the thing, if you don't talk back to him, if you don't respond, you're not really going to feel very close to him. You know, I, I don't know if you've just been in a conversation where it's all just like one way. Uh, you know, if, if you're on the receiving end, it's kind of... And, you know, um, anyway. So, pray, okay? Uh, and, and, and the other thing is, if, if you only give him... Uh, sorry, I skipped over something here. If you only give him a few words before your bedtime, okay then that's kind of equal to telling him, hey, you know, you're not really worth the effort, you're just worth a few scraps at the end of my day, okay? Get some real time with him. Real time, okay? You don't have to be a prayer warrior. You don't have to pray for three hours or anything like that, okay? But bless you guys for the people who can do that. That's not me. If that's you, brilliant, okay? But not all of us are like that, okay? So, but get some proper time in for him. And talk to him about anything and everything, Okay? He knows every area of your life. Just be honest with him. Yeah. You know, he knows it anyway. You know, it's, you're not fooling anyone. Okay? And, and, you know, you can talk to him, you can thank him for the sun being out. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, why would I do that? Because it's good. <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you? Okay? You can tell him how much you struggle with your boss at work and ask him to help you. You know, you can, you know, you can talk to him about anything. Anything you're struggling with, you know? 
And if you don't really know how to pray, if you're like, well, I don't know, you know, you can use Jesus' prayer in Matthew as an example, Matthew 6, okay? And you can elaborate that. It's called the Lord's Prayer, okay? You can elaborate on it. You can make it your own. You, you know, it, it, prayer consists of praising him, uh, asking for what he wants, asking for what you need, confessing your sins to him regularly, you know, asking for his help against sin. You can pray to him about anything, Okay, that's some of the main points. But you know, and you know, you don't don't stop there either. You know, pray for your friends, for your family, pray for your country that our leaders make the right decisions. Right, pray for other Christians in the world who are actually, you know, who are really struggling with their faith or suffering for it. You know, pray for your enemies. That's a that's a tough one, isn't it? You know, the people you can't stand the sight of. You know, those guys. Remember them, right? If you start praying for them and for their good and for God in their life, you'll you'll start to notice that actually you don't mind them as much as you once did. Okay, you'll start to even like them. Perish the thought, right? No, but that's that's what happens. That's what happens. And even if they still hate you, if you're praying for them, your heart starts to change. These are these are ways to get our hearts engaged with God. Okay, prayer is powerful. It's talking to the only God who controls everything that happens, and He happens to be your Father. He cares about you. So talk. Keep it simple. You don't have to learn Christian jargon. Just talk the way you talk. You know, He loves it. Talk often. And pray with others as well. Learn to pray with others, with your family, with whoever believes. You know, pray with them um, and, and, and members of your church. We have a prayer group here on, uh, on sun- tonight, actually. Is it tonight still? Yeah, it is tonight still. So, yeah, so it's 6.30, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you can join us for that. It's, it's good to pray together. Coming out of that, another thing that helps us engage with God is praise. Okay? The start of Jesus' prayer for us is our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Nearly every single psalm you read has an element of praise in it as well. Okay? Even the really depressing ones. Okay? They have elements of praise. Why do they have elements of praise? Because we're created to give him praise and glory. You know? It's our ultimate calling. Okay? And by praising God, we see him as he is. We lift our eyes off ourselves and our rubbish situation, and we lift them up to him. Yeah? yeah? And, 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 you know, we, you know we focus on him who saved us regardless of our failures and our thoughts and our, and our stone hearts. You know, he loved you when you were a sinner. How much more will he love you if you've been justified? You know? We get to see God and experience him and have joy in him and praising him. It says, come into his presence with singing. And in your presence there is fullness of joy. Okay? We can enter that with just praising him with our lips. Okay? Practically, go on YouTube if you don't have any albums or anything, you know, or if you, if you don't know lyrics of the heart and you're not comfortable singing by yourself or whatever, you know, or sing together. You know, you, you, when you're on your own, you can, you can go on YouTube and you can search for good pr- praise songs, you know. Uh, and, I, I, you know and I say search for good ones because you'll, you'll most likely need lyrics that are more than just, we love you, Jesus, praise, 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 okay? Uh, especially when you're feeling like you really don't love God, because when you say that, you kind of feel like a hypocrite. You're like, oh, I don't really love you, Jesus, but I'm singing it anyway. You know, uh, or, you know, and you don't want something obscure as well that just that, like deep cries out. No offense, I know we sing that song, but you know, it's uh, you know, you, you don't want something like that when you're going through like a, a, you know, like a, I don't really like God right now. You need some good stuff, right? That helps you. I, I was struggling like the other weeks, um, preferring something else to God, and uh, I came across this nice version of When I Survey. Everyone know that? And I survey the wonderful, uh, wonderful cross. And um, 
I've never actually heard it before, funnily enough. And, uh, and so I, I, just, I just, oh yeah, that'll do. And uh, during a time of just YouTube worship, um, that's using YouTube, not worshipping YouTube, okay? Um, uh, the lyrics came, uh, all the vain things that charm me most, I sacrificed them to his blood. And you know what? I just wept. I just like, you know, this just hit me, you know? And I turned it into prayer. I was like, you know, get rid of this thing that I seem to prefer to you, God. You know, you're the most important. You deserve all my life, which was quite funny when I said that because the upcoming verse was, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. So, so it's just, you know, worship can speak to us if we allow, if we allow it. Praise can speak to us. It, it lifts us up, you know. As, as we lift him up and our eyes up, you know, we get lifted too, you know. So search out some heart-stirring worship songs, especially good versions of old hymns or psalms. Most hymns are based on scripture and are just powerful anyway, and they also help correcting us and helping us, as I just said. you know. And, and they help us find the words that we often lack as well. Sometimes we're like, oh, do I, I don't know what to say. And, and sometimes songs help with that. Next one. Next point. Scripture memory. Going back to the scripture now, okay? I found this really helpful. And you know what? I'm in the sun. I've just realised. I don't know why I only just realised that. It's been in my eyes for a little while. Sorry. Bye. That's <laughs> Right, okay. The sun's been in that way as well, so that's right. Oh my goodness, I can see you all now. I was like, oh. Anyway. <laughs> Another helpful thing when it comes to reading scripture or whatever, it's just scripture memory, okay? I'm not sure if many people do this. I don't know if you do or not, okay? It's, it's not something I hear a lot of, but, you know, I, I think it should be essential in some respects, really. I really do. Um, uh, Psalm 119.11. I, I like this, okay? I, I have stored up your word in my heart. Why? I might not sin against you, okay? Storing up God's word is really helpful, you know, it's, it's really good. And you know what? If you, if you want to start, you can start remembering that verse that's about scripture memory. You know? Um, you know, we store scripture in our hearts. And you know what? It helps us in temptation if we do. Right. It really does. You know, uh, the example of Jesus is uh, when he was being tempted in the desert, he responded with scripture. I'm pretty sure that's all he really used, you know, against Satan. You know, that's, that's all he used. That's a perfect example. You know, Jesus is using scripture that he's memorized to, to, you know, to, to, to fight Satan, you know? I want to say that scripture memory, I think sometimes it, it feels like you're just learning it for the sake of learning. It's not that, okay? Uh, it's not about learning more scriptures so you know more than someone else and you can beat someone that, yeah, I can, I can rehearse the whole of Jeremiah and you, uh, you heathen, can't remember anything. You know, it's, it's not about learning for the sake of it, okay? We store it in our minds and our hearts in order to help us, Okay? If you're in a situation of being tempted, it's actually amazing how the verse you seem to need springs to mind if you've learnt it. It's happened to me so many times, okay? For, I'll give you some examples. I've wrote some examples, okay? So, for example, if you struggle with depression, then you might want to learn something like, it's the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. How helpful to remember that if you struggle with depression. Especially, you know, you've not always got your Bible open or whatever. And it just comes to you when you're feeling depressed. And it does, you know. Or maybe you struggle with lust, you know. Therefore, you can use something like this. Uh, is the will of God, uh, this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality and that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honour, not like in passion of lust like the Gentiles who don't know God. Okay. 
Or maybe you struggle with feeling condemned by God. And you can learn something like, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know, these, these are so helpful. Or maybe, you know, another good example is, what if you want to explain, if you want to get more into explaining uh, God to, to people who don't know him? You know, uh, you want to explain more about, to, to a non-Christian, why we need Jesus. Uh, there's so many verses, I didn't actually find one for that. Because <laughs> there were loads, and I, didn't, I couldn't choose which one. Right? But, but the, the, the point is, right, um, you know, th- these verses help us, and help us deal with things that we want to deal with. You know? And it's good to remember it, it's good to interlock scripture into us. It changes us, and it gets us closer to God again as well. Okay? And if you don't know what good verses are, you know, for what you're dealing with, Google is the answer. How many times Google has saved me in terms of finding stuff that I need to find? Google is amazing. Use it. Okay? You can, if, you, if you struggle with anger, you can be like scriptures dealing about anger. Enter. You know? And it will just come up. It's amazing. Technology. Crazy. Right? So, you know, um, so, you know and, and there are also memorization plans as well by people like Navigators or Fighterverse or whatever, okay? And they give you like a verse a week to study and remember just keeping you fresh with different things if you don't know what you want to learn, okay? And you know what? My, and I just want to say my love for God's word has never been so intense as when I'm actually storing it up. Yeah. It's, it's just, it just has never been that way. When I'm, stu- when I'm actually learning it, 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 it some, something just makes me want to read more. I don't know. Or, or want to do more with God or want to be closer to God. So do it. It's good for you. And you'll be amazed how much you actually need it as well when, uh, when, when, uh, when, when you start and you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. So, I'm, okay, I'm going to blast through this next one, but this is like one of the most important ones. Fellowship. Okay? If anything shouldn't be neglected, it's this. Okay? Hebrews says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but instead encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Okay? We cannot live this life alone. You cannot. You just can't. Okay? And those who think you can, you're, just, you're being deceived. Don't, don't, don't go into that deception. Okay? Don't abandon Christ by abandoning his, by your brothers and sisters. Don't do it. Okay, we need each other. You know, alone we can read, we can pray, we can memorize, we can fast, we can worship, we can do all these things, right? But eventually they will come to a halt if you are not encouraged to keep going. Just, it will just halt, okay? And fellowship, and so let me talk about fellowships. Fellowship is not just spending time talking about this or that or playing a game or eating a meal, though those can be part of it, all right? My, my group sometimes likes to play games and eat and whatever as well, okay? But real fellowship involves um, two S's we came to, serving and sharing. Yes. Okay? We serve each other physically and spiritually. Okay? You are told to bear one another's burdens. So get personal. Okay? That sounds scary, but you know, ask someone how they are and, 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 and refuse, yeah, I'm all right. You know, dig in. I mean, as far as, you know, DY is about digging in, but you know, you know, digging, really? Because you, know, you kind of look a state. No, don't say that. But, but you know, you can be honest with you. Are you sure you're okay? Because you really don't look okay. You know, if they're like, oh, just back off, then you're like, all right, okay, fine, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with you later. But, but seriously, you know, if someone's struggling with something, you know, ask them and, and pray with them, you know. Or if someone's sinning and you know about it, confront them. You can do that. The Bible tells you to do that. Do it. 
you know, and do it in love. You know, that's the whole point. You're restoring people. You're, that person's falling. Hey, why are you doing that? Come on, come on, come on, you know. Um, do it in love, you know. If, if, and, 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 and physically, in a sense, you know, if, if someone needs a hand, help if you're able. You know, don't just pass it off. You know, oh, I'm busy, soaps or whatever, I don't know. Right? But, you know, help if you can, you know. And, you know, if you're not, you know, it's, think, well, can I make myself available? And if you can't, well, don't worry. But, you know, the point is, you know, uh, the scripture from James is like, you know, if we're told that, you know, praying for someone not doing anything to help, if you, if you actually have the means to do so, it's kind of pointless, right? It's, it's, you know, if, if you're able to help and you refuse to help, but, and you just say, oh, blessings to you, you know, it's, it's, it's worthless, it's pointless, it's not helpful, okay? We share with one another, share. So be honest, be open on the, on the other end of it. You know, be ready to make changes as well. Sometimes we, uh, we, we tell someone how we are, you know, we vent, but, but sometimes we only do it just to gain attention or sometimes even to gossip or, 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 or we want people to know about how we're feeling, but we don't really want to change uh, what we're sharing, you know. Um, so, you know, be ready to make changes, be open, be honest. Share physically as well. You know, ah, oh, mate, come over for dinner. Hey, let's go out, I'll pay. <laughs> Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. Oh, I'm getting rid of this. Do you want it? Oh, I saw this and thought of you. Here, yeah, I bought it. Have it. You know. Uh, you know. Whatever. You know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You can think of that. You know. Some of these things. I'm not going to spoon feed it. Think of stuff. You know. How, how can you share spiritually? How can you share physically? How can you serve each other physically and spiritually? You know. Think of these things. Think on it. You know. And 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 as as, as for how often. You know. Sunday mornings are not enough. This is great. I love this, but it's not enough. Really, not enough. Especially if you uh, if you don't bother talking with anyone on Sundays as well. If if if, if you if you just sit in the seat and then as soon as the sermon's over you just walk. You know it does, that doesn't help. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help anyone. Okay. We need to meet more regularly. You know we have weekday groups. Find one. There are plenty of them. You know find two. Go to them. I don't know. You know if, if you know and if you're feeling down in your faith, it really helps. It really does. Okay, if people are fellowshipping the way I, I just described, if they're sharing and they're serving, you're going to feel a lot better if you attend a group like that and if you meet regularly. Or just meet someone who's, you know, if you're not able to go to a group, find someone you know in church and say, hey, can we hang out? Because I really want to hang out and I'm kind of feeling like I'm not getting enough fellowship. If you can do that. You know, do it. Meet. You know, and the more we share our lives and serve our brothers and sisters in Christ for the benefit of their lives, both spiritually and physically, then the more we'll realize we're growing. Okay? The more we focus on one another, the more we realize our personal needs are being met automatically by others. Okay? This last thing. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers and all came over every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Um, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day all who were being saved. Okay? Meet together. Now, I'm, 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 I'm finishing now. Finishing, right? There are two things I forgot to look into, but I want you to look into it yourselves. Okay? What? Ourselves? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay? 
sharing the gospel and fasting. That, by the way, I don't mean you look at fasting and you look at sharing the gospel. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, but look into them, okay? Look into them. Um, we, we need to share the gospel. It helps us when we do. That's what we're supposed to do. And, and fasting, look into it, look into it. I'm sorry I didn't include it. I don't have the time, but look into it. Right, let me conclude. So remember all the things I've just described. I hope, I hope, they, were, I hope they were helpful. I, I do hope they were helpful. But remember, we do these things to get closer to our God, and we are only able to do them because he has freed us and because he has enabled us to do them. We are not working for salvation. That is not what this is. That is not what I've just described. We already have that. If you're justified, you already have it. Okay? You've already obtained your inheritance. You're already sealed by his spirits. We are working to see Jesus clearer. We are working to see his suffering and be moved by it more and more. Okay? We're working to get closer to him and have our, sometimes our heartless hearts turn into ones that actually love God. Okay? We're working for that. Okay? We've got to put in some effort. And so as I close, I want, you, I want to close with this passage of Paul's. Okay? Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you. It went off. That's weird. Let's go do that again. Sorry. I'll just read from here. Um, now I would remind you, brothers, sorry, I'll start again. I remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter, and to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most who are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, and then to all the apostles. So the evidence of Jesus resurrecting is quite huge. Okay? And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. That's Paul. For I am the least of the apostles. I'm unworthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. I worked harder than any of them. But it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Okay? So church... Let's work out our salvation. God will come alongside us and help us. Bless you. Let's pray to end. Father God, I just want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you that you, you know, for those who have confessed and, and, and have faith in you, I thank you you have saved us. And we are in you and we stand firm in you and you will not lose us. Bless you, God. Thank you so much for that. But I pray, Lord, help stir us, help us, encourage us, challenge us to keep moving, please. Uh, myself as well, everyone, just, just encourage us to encourage each other, encourage us to step forward, encourage us to do, encourage us to get rid of some things that are also holding us back. Bless you, God. You are so good. You deserve all our attention. Help us see that. Help us see you clearer and clearer, Jesus. You are our great God. Bless you. All praise, all glory, all honor. Amen. 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 Amen.